Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always over Skype, but not for long, by my lovely, wonderful, reliable co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole discography per episode, and today we'll be discussing every album by Caius. We've been teasing this for like a while now, this particular episode. I know, it's such a uh, short discography too. It's kind of funny it took uh, this long to get to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, already. Um, whatever, you know where to, f- you, if you want to help us, follow us. You know exactly what to do. We'll, I'll go into more thorough plugs at the end, but the main plug is if you want to suggest an artist for us, email us at everyalbumever@gmail.com. but there's a high probability we won't get to it. If you want to jump the line, that's what Patreon is for, God damn it. Uh, patreon.com slash everyalbumever. Uh, tier two lets you hop the line, skip everybody else so we get to your suggestions sooner. We got another Patreon request coming up next week, as well as another one, uh, sh- maybe another two, I think, shortly after that. So people are taking advantage, and I'm glad because I feel less useless. But uh, until then, Caius. Feels Kaius, good to be Kaius. wanted. Feels real good. Real good. But <laughs> uh, let's see. Caius. Alex, you're a fan. I am a fan. Uh, I think they... Uh kind of paved the way for my love of of stoner and sludge metal so uh anybody who doesn't know a little, little brief backstory a little a little famous gentleman is in this band yes uh joshua homie homie uh i believe it's homie i think it's homie as, i go with homie as, yeah as well as his former bandmate for uh one album uh gnarly dude by uh nick Oliveira. That guy, he looks like what he is, right? Like he just yeah. he looks exactly like what you think. Like, oh, that guy probably does these kinds of activities. And like, yep, meth. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only thing it's missing women. is yep. uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yeah. Uh, has uh, has stands standoffs with like SWAT teams for two. That hours. That was only he once, Alex. All. That was once, one time. It was Let a the misunderstanding. Guy go. It was a it's misunderstanding. A mis- <laughs> um, you're gonna hold yeah, up every it, time we get. I'm fucking held up by the SWAT, Alex. <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Yeah. Um, and then if you're a music nerd, also um Scott Reader is in here for a little bit. Uh, and then Mr. Why why Brent. would music nerds know him? What is he in? Uh he's this a really good bass player and then uh famously auditioned for Metallica before they chose robert trujillo and uh i think mm-hmm. scott reader is just too laid back for metallica well um, they like to they like to go hard you know that's what i've heard like part of the audition process for for trujillo was get super hammered then get three hours of sleep and then get up and work out with lars or something like that <laughs> something like that i think i heard him say that yeah if you see um scott reader in interviews he's this a mellow dude and uh also i believe in the obsessed and uh yeah i think he's this a great like underground metal bass player Mm -hmm. and then um i said stoner and sludge metal but um you know when i was getting into it people also like to throw the term desert rock around which is just desert rock but it, it, um, like I, it makes sense only when you i think to me if you like look at the band like like from far away like if you're listening to songs like this doesn't sound exactly like desert or anything it has that 
like uh, Black Sabbath, the twang to it. I guess that's the desert they're talking about. Yeah, um, heavy Black Sabbath stuff. Yeah, because um, you know all the deserts in England. There's like for sure. It is. I th- I think that has to do with uh, Black Sabbath was like from Birmingham, and it's this like industrial, and it just beats you down, and then. Mm-hmm. Like the desert, the sun just beats you down. So, like, if you see, if you look at videos of Caius, they're this kind of dressed like slow schlubs who are like going to like paint a house or something. And that was like uh, that was the death metal look as well for a while. Wear, yeah, wear your best shitty blue jeans and flannel and you know, roll your sleeves. There you are. Hell yeah, but uh, it's because in the desert you can't dress like a punk or a metalhead because she'll just fucking melt. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's very hot, very hot. But yeah, very interesting to think about this band going on while like the grunge explosion is happening and like the similarities between this mm-hmm. and you know bands like Soundgarden. And Nirvana, yeah. but for whatever reason, they were never like lumped in with the grunge. They, yeah, they they bands. weren't. It's interesting hearing that and hearing these albums with that in context because it, it feels almost like it feels like shit. Something flew in front of me. Uh, like it's not that different. It's different as shit for sure. But it's like they still have like the really you know down tuned and crunchy crunchy guitars, and it's like it's not. It's always kind of mid paced or slow. Like it's not ungrungely. That's a weird term, but like, uh, but it still feels like, like, like they weren't, they weren't, um, they shouldn't be associated with them in a way. Yeah. Like only some grunge bands do I think of Black Sabbath where this is more focused on it. It's like the, the opposite of Seattle instead of the, the rain making everyone depressed, the, the fucking un- unbearable sun, sun is just i hear that uh la natives well uh you for the most part me definitely uh sun's bad guy sun's not not liking the sun uh, i have no empathy for people who live in cold states they're just complaining i'm kidding no but go on <laughs> yeah how is I, uh... snow that even that bad it's fucking cool no, it's, not. it's pretty bad it's pretty sucks snow sucks yeah different uh different extremes but um it's so weird how especially now in like 2021 like going to the desert at least in like southern california is like very hip you got like coachella out there Mm, but lovely i people love to go to joshua tree and uh i I don't (laughs) yeah i don't get it um i like rocks i like stars they got yeah, both over that, there. That's about it. That's yeah. that's all you got. Um, I do think it's like very, very punk rock, very metal. The the desert music scene because there aren't clubs or anything, so they just set up these generator parties and and um, this out on the sand. And it's not like you can charge money for people to walk on a plot of yeah. sand. Yeah. So it's like all these all these bands, uh, they're they're literally doing it for the love of it. There there's no no money. Yeah, there really at, is though. Really, first. there's yeah there's, yeah yeah. If you go on, because I mean, this is, if, yeah, we know this. 
Yeah, if you're in the city, you got the the pay to play bullshit. And... Dude, that man, that's so funny. That's how it was introduced to me when I was a teenager. Like, yo, yeah, you got to sell all these and you got to pay. I was like, what? Go fuck yourself. Hold on, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. They really the fact that that that's that still goes over. Like people don't know that. Just no. If if everyone just stops agreeing to it, then it's done. It's done. Because like. Uh- Agreed. Like, um, usually over here, it's uh, a venue like the Roxy, the uh, the Whiskey, something yep. where people yep. are like, oh, it's a legendary venue, but like, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, no, I did one show, at, uh, paid a play show at the Whiskey, and I was like 17 or something like that. I was really young. And afterward, I was like, dude, never again. <laughs> like, ne- And I was like, I put my foot down, I was like, never again. And then I broke up <laughs> the band. <laughs> really, never again. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's kind of some uh, some background of of the scene. I remember um, reading about um, what's it called, Blues for the Red Sun. I just like hopped on my skateboard. I went to Tower Records because like uh, this was like when Queens of the Stone Age were fucking huge. This you know, mm-hmm. Songs for the Dead. Or deaf. deaf, I always forget. Um, and I just like wanted more of it, so that it led me to Caius. And I remember like getting home and putting it in my CD player, and it was like not at all what I expected. I did not love yeah. this band at right. first. Oh, really? Yeah, really. But, but then, as my appreciation for like slower, heavier stuff grew, yeah. So did so did my love of Caius. So. That's kind of like my my introduction to Fugazi episode something. We did Fugazi 55, I think. Uh, that's, yeah, when I first heard them, like, I was like, oh, I guess I just don't like the band. And it, it took a minute for me to be like, oh, no, they're the best band in the world. Like, it's sometimes if you go in, just don't go in with the expectations, I guess, is like the moral, really. For it's sure. I think- really, you lose out on a lot expecting something, whatever it may I be. I think, like, the strangest or, like... Oh, fuck it. I, I'm going to catch some shit. But, like, the worst aspect of Caius is their singer. Um, yeah! Yeah, John, Alex! John Garcia, like, his his vocals are almost comical, and his lyrics are also comical, so. Take that almost bullshit out of here. They are hilarious. I tell you, right, <laughs> right now, like, uh, like I, I, I've heard all these albums before. Like, uh, a couple, of, maybe like three, four years ago, I, I, I did, like, a, a mini deep dive. I was giving them all a shot. And I uh, came out of them, like, out of this band, like, all right, they're, they're fine. They're good. They're nothing. nothing I'm not, I don't love them. I don't feel like I need to go back to them, but I don't hate them. So here uh, I went in with that, came out with my exact same picks for best and worst that I had back then. But now I like the band, except I, I do like the band. Yes. I do think they're really good. Yes. I don't, I do not like John Garcia. I do not think he's good. I think he damn near ruins the band for me. I can't, <laughs> I just can't even begin. Like, is, is I it because w- his hair's real long? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, like, okay, he sounds like, the, okay, so I think for the most part, he sounds like a, like a like a combination of James Hetfield and Janis Joplin, which I think is like the most annoying converse, combination I've ever heard. And then Dude. at certain points, 
in the first album, it's those two. Plus you dabble in a little bit of Dave Mustaine. So you get like three really, really distinct sounding singers and you put them all in and then you put it over sludge metal. It just bothers me. It bothers me. Like <laughs> and she's like doing this fucking rock and roll arena rock shit over these like stoner metal songs. I'm like, you, you're fucking ruining them, dude. You're ruining the songs. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like, I wouldn't call him a yard yardler, but he's, he's like, no, it, yeah, but much like how it's not grunge music, it's like there's similarities, but it's it's not. And um, yeah, this is uh, fucking weird, dude. Like, it's so funny. We were, we're talking about the, the, the grunge connection and why they're not considered grunge. Like, thinking about it now, it's like, well, no shit because of his vocals. <laughs> it's mostly because of the vocals. But also, like, uh, I, I, when I was thinking about that, I, I was I was actually comparing the music. Like, no, that I think the music is still distinct enough to not be lumped in with grunge, but it's a hundred percent because of those fucking vocals. Like, that's like, I mean, that's, that's what if you're not in. into that. Yeah, it's not if you're not really into that seventies hard rock style of singing, man. Like, oh boy. I, will, I will say um, they do have a lot of instrumentals, so that's a positive. But um, I also. I also think listening to this uh, whole discography because one album I I kind of neglected like outside of like Dimebag I think Josh Homme's probably like the most interesting guitarist we've covered in terms of like his evolution because like you know Jimmy Page and Hendrix they're the same on their first album as they are on their last album. There's to be fair for Jimi Hendrix. He had four albums. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But you get what I'm saying? Like they may experiment with different things, but for the most part, they're the same guitar player. Yeah. And to hear like the first Caius album and like, think about like Queens of the stone age riffs or even the last Caius album. It's a, she changes. Yeah. 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 And it's it's funny as we talked about on the Them Crooked Vultures um episode, he has such a distinctive style now that this is kind of like mind blowing that it's the same guy. Well the thing is I still bl- I still never forgot that it was him on these albums for most of these albums because that fucking guitar tone is just so obviously him. It's like it's, like yeah. it's been burned into my brain. Like so it sounds more like him. Uh, as the albums go on and then you start hearing little things that he would do with Queens here, but it's in the context of this super fucking sludginess and this heaviness. So it's like, it actually is really fucking interesting if you go in here as a Queens fan first. Oh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the only, I'm sure there's other guitar players who have had interesting evolutions, but, um, yeah, like to me, him and him and Dimebag are are two of the most interesting guys to hear in the mm-hmm. beginning of their career. To you know, Dimebag, yeah. his and Josh Homme still going, still going. Uh, so backstory of the band. Yeah, so we covered the the desert scene. They formed in uh, Palm Desert in '87. Uh, before choosing the name Sons of Caius, which is from Dungeons and Dragons. 
Fucking um, nerds. Jesus Christ, really? For sure. I don't even know how you get Dungeons and Dragons in uh in the desert. They but, find uh, ways, Alex. They dig holes in the ground. They have okay. whole civilizations under there where all these nerds live. I don't know what I'm talking about. Jeez, they, play, keep talking. They, they play real life Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, yeah. So they recorded their first EP, Sons of Caius. And uh, I think the copy I have is a bootleg of it. I, I listened to it to compare and contrast. But most of the songs, they they repurposed for their first album which we'll talk right. about in a bit but um yeah i think i think that's a, a good little segue into the discography well here we go kai's had four 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 albums uh over the lifespan first one came out in 1991 last one 1995 and I guess it's time to begin. Crap, I lost my fucking music. Really? I lost my music window? There it is. <laughs> Jesus, man. It was a great segue and I shat all over. This is 1991's Wretch. Come on in. So this song. is like. Yeah. Like generic, like rock this and roll. Like grunge. Like, yeah, like hell yeah. I disagree. I like that bass a lot. Oh, the uh, yeah. This is the only album to finish uh, a bass player called uh, Chris Cockerell. I'm assuming you mean feature. Ah, uh, yes, yes. What's his name? Chris what? Cockerell. Cockerell. A funny name. That's interesting because I uh, the bass has always been pretty distinct, and I guess uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, no shortage of uh, interesting uh, bass players in, in the desert, that's I guess. Like a, but that's almost like a thrash riff. Yeah. Also, sorry, he's only on two tracks. The rest is Oliver. So. Oliver. Okay. Yeah. Quite the intro. They're, they do uh, some lengthy intros. Yes, yes. Uh, sol solid opening for that. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's the thing. Like, the vocals are such a freaking prominent part of this band, but they take so long to start in each song. Well, not every song, but like openers like that. Yeah. Uh, but worse, least I'll, favorite. Easily. Same. same. Easily. No, Same. and this is this is how I felt back in the day. This is how I feel now. Uh, I like it. I like it more now than I did back then. But uh, this, there's some goofy shit here. There is some funny stuff on this one. To me, it's just like the songs aren't as strong as the uh, the core three albums. And there's like um, some inner like songs like Black Widow could have maybe been helped if they re-recorded it but it's just taken from the ep is it yeah wait a minute wait is that the only song taken directly from the demo uh, ep thing black widow and deadly kiss are taken directly from the ep deadly oh <gasps> dude hold on let me <laughs> it's so funny you say that you know why it's funny you say that why though those two specific songs those two are the only songs in the album that i noted that John sounds just like Dave Mustaine on them. Interesting. Yeah. So probably, he started out sounding like Mustaine, then graduated to James Hetfield slash Janis Joplin. 
<laughs> and then eventually he started doing his own thing. But yeah, like especially Black Widow, the drums are little, little. Or sorry, on Deadly Kiss, the drums sound a little rough. I don't think they sound too bad. The thing is, uh, that, I think that that intro was really good. Um, but the song itself almost sounds like a knockoff uh, of School from Nirvana. I did not think about that when listening to this, but I will uh, compare. Yeah, and it's not. It's, it's not like a rip or anything. It's just like a very similar stylistically, especially when the drums come in. It's like, oh, that's the same exact drum line. Uh, but this is yeah, this is more hard hard rock over spacey spacey psychedelia stuff that we'll deal with i don't know what 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 psychedelia stuff you're talking about because this felt so straightforward to me like this is no no I digestible mean, no i mean like later on not on this album oh like, oh right, yeah right, right, like yeah. this is this is this more hard rock like fucking yeah. Gr- yeah, grab yeah. slam some beer shotgun beers and speaking of which fucking cotton yammer or whatever the hell it's however oh, yeah. it's pronounced that's yeah. like straight up party rock. It's I, it's kind of fun. I gotta admit, but it's like, uh, it's silly. I'm, but I, I do like that 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 fucking guitar is so crunchy, man. It's so fucking heavy for something so party like. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I think Katzing Jammer and Love Has Passed Me By definitely benefited by re-recording them because on the EP, I'm like, I could see the potential for these songs, and not that they're they're home runs, but um. Mm-hmm definitely mm-hmm. benefited from better better production uh son of a bitch is rad uh oh dude that's like that's the first like, real taste of like stoner metal i feel like that's like that song and big bikes are the most like john garcia songs ever it's just dude, cussing, jo- dude, just cussing for the sake oh, fuck. my favorite <gasps> my favorite line from big bikes uh do I it. want some pussy, yeah, from a big bitch, yeah. Oh, that song has so many <laughs> B sounds. <laughs> it's like everything has a every word has a B in that fucking song. It's a uh, even the bass. It sounds like extra B. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like even the bass yeah. has extra bottom to it. It's like it's so cock rock. It's such a fucking gross song. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um. To me, to me, like the standout tracks were the law. I I love the guitar playing yeah. on the law, dude. Hummy carries that. Well, Hummy carries the fucking album for me, honestly. But it yeah. sounds fantastic on on that song. And like and once it I, slows down and that fucking farty bass kicks in, oh, song rules. Yeah, and then I think I'm not is also uh, another good song. Those two are kind of like oh, you can see where where the band would go. I'm okay with I'm not. Um, I think it's solid, but they're see instead of sounding like fucking Joplin and Hetfield, I thought he sounded like Janis Joplin with Rob Zombie. Like <laughs> I just keep getting these really goofy combinations in my head. Like you see, I fucking his voice to me is just it's almost like a Rorschach look, test. But look, if you if you throw yeah in all your songs, you're either Little John or you're Rob Zombie. So the exactly yeah yeah oh <laughs> uh, boy. But it's like songs with like a uh, like love uh, love has passed me by, man. It's really hard. To, it's so hard to take seriously with those vocals, man. It's just I'm putting on a little bit of that. Oh, oh dude, you should. Yeah, you'd probably hate the, the original version. 
More? Oh boy. This is Love Has Passed Me By. Oh god. It's so generic. <laughs> I fucking hate this. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting stabbed by Sean Garcia. I'm worried about getting stabbed by Nick Oliveira. That guy will literally, yeah, for sure. Uh, no good. Please don't stab us. We're kidding, dude. We're, we love it. Uh, but yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's this is honestly a decent album. Uh, not my favorite band ever, clearly, but it's like it's not even not, very little of it actually drags, and it's kind of it's kind of paced pretty good, even if I don't care for like, a lot of the songs. I mean, shit like fucking isolation makes me want to fucking kill myself. It's just so goddamn generic, but at least it sounds crunchy, you know. <laughs> at least that, and it's surrounded by stuff like like the law, and I'm not, so it's not so bad. Yeah, and. That's like the most most ballady thing they have going at the beginning of of isolation on this album. It is a very like a debuty album. Like, oh, we just need to get a little bit of everything. Door. There's a little bit of everything here. Yeah, yeah. So it's, some of it works, some of it doesn't. But it's the least enjoyable, I think. Uh, it can't be a controversial opinion. Come on, we're saying to get better. What? What do you want? Yeah, us? yeah. yeah. But time to move on to a better, uh, better album, yes. by default, infinitely better album. So this is, hold on, I do have to burp, do have to burp, Ugh. did have to burp. This is 1992's Blues for the Red Sun. That, stop doing that, iTunes. Always skipping around. Always. So while you're kind of, yeah, it's, it's building up. It's building up. Yeah. Takes a long uh, time to build up, but produced by, uh, Chris Gross, who's like a staple in the desert, desert rock scene. I see. I see. And he has a band called masters of reality who he convinced, uh, ginger Baker to play on one album. So convinced or said please i'll give you any amount of money and he's like yeah, okay <laughs> i'm assuming mr gross doesn't have too much money so yeah i'm interested how that pairing happened up. there you are say it one more time oh yeah i'm assuming mr gross doesn't have too much money so i'm interested to see how that pairing happened that is interesting ginger baker's a fucking madman I mean, also getting back to the album, this this is such a huge improvement already. Huge, huge. This song, I mean, this is this song is really, really something. But those vocals here are still pretty funny. Whoa! Day ha! 
said that making fun of him i love his voice in the chorus love it love interesting. it interesting sounds great that's a really cool part too it's a great hook all right all right let's chat yeah so this is considered like a, a landmark stoner rock album which is interesting because i'm like the melvins existed so um they did. They did existed, and they did existed very, very well. They're I yeah. mean, what year? This is ninety two. That's Lysol, man. That's like I believe it was ninety two. Yeah, but Wait, that, was, um, that was more sludge metal. That's more sludge. Never mind. Scratch that. I kind of feel bad for not giving any accolades to this album because it's really good. It's the first Kaius album I've ever heard. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think me too. Also, yeah, it was actually the first one I heard as well. Um, I feel so nothing really about not giving anything to, to certain albums because I feel so strongly about how I do about this band. <laughs> it's good. It's definitely a huge improvement. Uh, but I do think they get better. Do you think they get better? Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this kind of opened up the door for them. They were able to tour with like Metallica, Dancing, White Zombie, Faith No More, bands we talk about all the time on this podcast. Bands I love. Um. And then, like, following up that song we just heard, Thumb, with Green Machine, what, like, a smart choice, because Thumb's very sludgy, and then Green Machine's yeah. like, hey, we can... Very fast. We can, yeah, we can kick it, we can kick it up so, here. So, Green Machine, it is very smart from a pacing perspective, from a sequencing standpoint. It's very good, very smart to put it there. I hate the song. I hate the song, because that fucking <laughs> chorus is just the most generic horse shit. It's like... <laughs> It starts up like fuck yeah! It's faster. It's exactly what we need. Like for the for the follow up track, it's a solid riff, and then that chorus comes in. It's like oh, okay, now we're back to this. All right, it, like people will like it. All right, I'm not saying it's awful, but I it, it's get away from me. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, and then we kind of now we start to see like the trippy trippy side mm-hmm. of them with like Molten Universe and Fifty Million. Dude, that intro trip. is so yeah, it's so Melvinsy. That intro. So, oh man, some of the like um some of the instrumentals i get like upset they aren't longer because it's just like i enjoy them so much like for 50 million 50 million year trip um around like the 310 mark like that's probably like the heaviest josh has ever sounded sometimes so heavy and great takes a minute to get going but it's pretty badass um, although john on there sounds just like james Edfield. it's really distracting <laughs> it's like ridiculous uh, and actually don't even mind the the jamminess of the second half so much because like these motherfuckers jam they oh they yeah. get jammy it wasn't so it wasn't so bad on the first um but like this from this point onward they'll just take a, like a solid three and a half minutes and i was gonna hammer this one out for a while so it, uh, it's it, not for everyone it's not for me but it made me think jamming was cool, and then I found out it's more associated with things like Grateful Dead, and I'm like, jamming is not cool. <laughs> jamming is for high people. It's 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 really fun. If it's fun for everyone involved, even the audience, if you're high, <laughs> it's just a high activity. It's not yeah. It's not really cerebral or very uh, methodical. Um, 
I feel like there's always a song where I'm like Garcia is like peak peak Garcia, and on this album, that'd have to be Thong's song. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah. it's so funny because it, it's a little ironic because the song itself reins it in a little bit with a little loud, quiet, loud, uh, loud, quiet, loud stuff or quiet, mm-hmm. loud, quiet, light, quiet, loud, quiet. Jesus, uh, but. John is not. He's all. He's up here at all times. When it's quiet, he's up there. When it's loud, yeah. he's up there. <laughs> I always thought it's funny because he sings uh, that he hates slow songs. I'm like, all your songs are fucking slow. So I'm pretty Wait, say, sure that's. Say it again. You're breaking. You're breaking up. Oh, what about now? Am I good? Yeah, yeah, you're good. What did you say? Um, I think it's funny when he sings. I hate slow songs because all their songs are. Oh slow. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, you're little... a slow band. You're. You, yeah, stoner yeah. metal, dude. You, you, yeah, embrace it. stoner rock. I don't L- know what the hell you call it. Little bit of irony there. Um, mm. There's nothing like too hooky on this album. It's just like really, really groovy, really jammy. Yeah, brings brings the heavy, yeah. bring brings the trippiness. Um, yeah, it, it feels better than it's like it is uh, a a well written album. I would say like. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like uh, Apothecary's Weight. It's like there's like so much geezer butler Sabbathness in there. Um, yep. But it's it just it just feels good. That's that style feels good. We love we all love Sabbath. It just feels nice. That fucking <laughs> uh, that dubby ass warm bass uh, underneath a bunch of sludge. Um, the song I was like stood out to me the most, and I think it still does. Is Freedom Run like? It's the longest oh, song on here. Right, right. Um, um, just, the intro is like the most psychedelic thing they think they've done to this point for sure. The most what? I said the intro to it is like the most psychedelic thing they've done up to this point, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, real, real trippy stuff, real heavy stuff. Um, Man, you're breaking up pretty brutally. God damn it. Yeah, this is Alex. This is real bad. Yes. Real okay. bad. All right. What the hell are we talking about? So we're talking about freedom to run. Free, freedom, freedom to run. That's run. right. Uh, I said something about the uh, the intro being the first real dip, dipping their toe into psychedelia. Yeah. And it's uh, it's nice that they they follow that up with like 800 little little chanting parts with, with some tom drum mm-hmm. stuff that continues that. Um, right is one of the more more chill vocal right. performances dude that that song sounds exactly like danzig both the band and john sounds like danzig the guy like it, it almost i almost thought it was a parody because it sounded just like him it's like that's that's weirdly like plus danzig always does that blues rock blues metal kind of stuff anyway uh yeah it's interesting yeah it's funny there's a there's a song on the ep that didn't make it uh what was it called i think oh w- they have this song called window of souls that's like super dancing mm-hmm. also uh shout out to the person who didn't like that i pronounced it dancing how are you supposed to say his name it's it's danzig uh, alex everyone everyone including everyone we know has said why does he say danzig <laughs> there's only one n it's d-a-n-z-i-g danzig danzig yeah not like dancing da- danzig whatever 
<laughs> that's that was that was the one that was going around the, the our friend group for a while. I was like, hold on, he says dancing, right? I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> Whatever, I say but, it weird. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not done with Rye though, because it's oh, not yeah. just that he sounds like fucking dancing. It's that chorus. I swear it sounds like Puddle of Mud. I know it was before. I know. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, there's moments of this where I'm like, fucking God damn, is that Puddle of Mud? It's gross. I don't like, I just a lot of this shit I don't like. I mean, that's a perfect example of what I think. Like, that in the chorus to Green Machine, like, kind of give me the same kind of ugly goosebumps. Like, ugh, it fucking makes mm. me wince a little bit. Uh, and the only other thing I don't really care for is Mondo Generator. It's not even that it's bad. It's just long and jammy and the megaphone effect just kind of gets you know grating in my ears after a while that's that's what happens when you let uh nick write songs that's a nick one that's a nick song yeah and that's what he named his band after his band's called mondo generator shows how much i know uh so i'm assuming i think what homie's the main songwriter right um let's see it's so weird i feel like garcia gets like like he gets credit on like 800 i'm like how how it's an instrumental um maybe it looks pretty yeah it looks pretty evenly split between garcia homie and bjork um or bjork. i think i was only i was only looking at the the music yeah homie yeah. did most of most of the music okay yeah uh, and then like brent or brant sorry is the uh other like big songwriter so mhm mhm the drummer so that's yeah, kind of cool yeah. to see from a drummer get writing credits yeah yeah it's always a uh, i always like kind of start thinking about like how do they i mean clearly they have to play whatever it is instrument that's not drums to get the melody across i think about that a lot with like uh what's that fucking oh, what's that band magma was it magma the fucking oh, yeah, band yeah and then obviously slint with the you know uh brit uh it's always interesting when like the drummer is like the main multi multi-instrumentalist mastermind composer person yeah it's uh it's cool to see as a former former drummer also fucking capsized that that's the kind I'm, of shit that i'm like I'm, yeah i'm i'm I'm, I, I'm very excited for where it's going to come after this yeah i wish that was longer like such a nice yeah. little slice of of music there yeah, the little uh, acoustic instrumental. It's not. It's it's longer than a transition. It's a song, but it's like it's just more like a palate cleanser than anything. <clears throat> but it gives you it gives you like uh, it gives you a little teaser of uh, of what they they can do at least. Um, yeah, and what they will do very soon. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, really, really solid album. Feels more like their debut album than. The previous honestly one. yes this feels more like they have a personality um it feels uh i don't want to say i don't, don't want to say i don't say consistent as in all the songs are good i mean consistent as in like it's consistent with like a style or the first one was kind of like you know throwing darts mm-hmm. yeah this but, this has a, a vision that they execute and um chris gross really this makes them sound amazing and at the time unique yeah but we got a couple more so if you're ready i am ready hell yeah let's move on to where the hell did it disappear it disappeared it got taken from my library are you kidding me (laughs) all right i guess i have to search it i guess i have to search for it oh my god well mike's looking that up Uh, i got it 
Nick Oliveri would leave and they'd bring in Scott Reeder, which this album I think is the ultimate like lineup for Caius. And that that lineup is 1994's Welcome to Sky Valley. Oh, oh, I love that already. Already I love that. Dude, that is so stoner metal. This yes. is the most stoner metal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great, you know, great buildup. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. I just... Like, these three dudes... I know they they all complement each other so well. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, the drums, the bass, and the guitar, not the uh, right. not the vocals. <laughs> yeah, no, not the like we we talk so much about his vocals, and we've heard so little of it on this <laughs> episode so far. He's like, at least at this, especially at this point, he's like sparse. He's just in there every now and then. Yep. Take it down. he is like in a lot of ways like a really like 90s vocalist yeah there's a lot of he's almost like the the rock and roll equivalent of bruce buffer that's what it reminds me of you know bruce buffer says hawaii that's what i think of when i think of john garcia Are you there? So I think this is regarded by a lot of people as their best album. And I think mm-hmm. it's like I said, their best incarnation. But um it it's no it, like I got no accolades for it. It's just like Nor do I, Alex. That's a it's the first time we've agreed on an episode in a while. Yeah. First also, time. it's very yeah. it's very funny going in. You hated the band. I was yeah. big on them, and it's very funny that we both came to the same yeah. conclusions. Yeah. But Didn't I, hate them. Just look just lukewarm. But uh, yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah, this still is still very good album. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It it's each one has just gotten better and better. I mean, yeah. It's uh they've signed to Electra here. Um. Originally, this was released on CD as only three tracks, so mm. like it forced people to listen to the songs. Like you, that is such a stoner metal thing. I mean, uh, sorry, Melvin's really did. They weren't the first ones to do that, but like they were at least first sludge metal band to do that for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, like Asteroid is like one of my favorite. It's great instrumentals from them. I think it's oh, really it, solid, dude. It's really good. That's the that's a dynamic range, utilized better than they ever have before. They, like mm-hmm. calling it quiet, loud, quiet would be or loud, qu- loud, quiet, loud would be like a disservice. It's just way more extreme than that. Like when it gets quiet, it's fucking right in your ear, and when it gets yeah. loud, it rips. Yeah. Um. Super Scoopa and the Mighty Scoop. <sighs> That's like these fucking names, dude. They're getting goofed. They're getting silly. They're getting silly. Yeah, that that's like the first time where I'm like, oh shit, you got some some hooks, like some catchy, catchy stuff think, that'll stay with you. 
John is a joke on that song, but I still dig it. I still dig it. Uh, lengthy and jammy, but you know, what are you going to do? That's just the band. That is the band. 100 Degrees, you got some funky porn guitars in there. Dude, I, I fucking missed it on my first playthrough of this, or my first <laughs> listen to this. And I was like, wait, holy shit, there's a full funk section just thrown in there. I'm yeah. Bad. I'm bad. Also, the, the, we just we talked about the... I'm already the name of the fucking song. Um, uh, holy shit, I went too far. Um, whatever, the song on the last... The acoustic song on the last album. Um, oh, yeah. You got Space Cadet now, which is like a full-on country western uh and and john starting on this album he's singing soft every now and then and he sounds a lot better a lot better yeah on space cadet you you gotta sing soft on that song it it's yeah it's like a western with black sabbath's planet caravan mixed in there it's uh yeah really really cool uh great example of you know Tommy and Reader coming together in this writing great music. Then one of my favorite favorite Kaya songs, Demon Cleaner, is just Oh right. I he I love the, still singing softly on that song. Still singing he, softly there. Sounds great. He he does. His his yas are like subdued, but there's so yeah. many Yeah, 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 yeah. Um oh great, yeah. Great song that like gets you amped after Space Cadet. I just mm-hmm. like it's it's so weird. Like that song and Allison Shane's Wood. I'm just uh-huh. like, yeah, that's like some of the greatest like '90s Tom uh, on the drums. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom riffs. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They, they they're distinct yeah, enough Tom to beats. feel like riffs. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how distinct that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this well, album really feels like their most stoner metal. Like I think I would say compared to all their albums, this is like the Kaya stoner metal album. And with Josh, I'm sorry, with John reining it in here, it's like it's fucking great. It's fucking. I actually really like this album. I really like it. Yeah, there's uh. Yeah, there's this like it's weird. It's really good, but it's like <clears throat> I think blues for the Red Suns this more memorable to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um and then like yeah, the back the back half with like Odyssey, Conan and NO is just like mm-hmm. You don't like just them, like Alex? some huh? You don't like them? What are you saying? No, no, no. There's just some like cool guitar playing on those songs. Oh, uh, right. Especially so. Um, that's a uh, Conan Troutman is a weird one because it sounds like it was recorded in a different studio. Like that's like one of the it's just it was weird. Everything just sounds recorded differently. It's interesting, but short and sweet. Otherwise, um, yeah. Also, it, uh, it, these are ahead, like fifty. 50 minute albums but like they feel they feel shorter they actually so one thing i noted was uh this this album and then the previous album they're the they both back to back they both made me feel the fatigue on the last track like on the last one, I was like okay if there's one more after this i'm done but there it's always, <laughs> always the last track so that's a that's a that's like they always just make it just long enough because it's not too i mean they're not short but it doesn't like you said it doesn't feel too long um I don't, um, what am I saying? What am I saying? What am I saying? Uh, Whitewater. Yes. Uh, 
I actually do dig the super 60 sounding jamming section. Uh, that one feels like the most, the most classic. I don't know for, you know, how else to call it, but, uh, yeah, that's probably like the least sludgy song, the least stonery song. I don't know. It just feels it's jammy as shit, but it just feels more classic in that sense. Yeah, it's pretty pretty epic. I like the the guitar solo. I think it's around like the four thirty mark. Pretty pretty interesting stuff. It's mm-hmm. also Lengthy. interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting to throw like this eight minute song, and then this close with a a jokey jokey oh. track. <laughs> Lick do it's awful but cute. I guess it's like- it does it. It doesn't add anything, but it doesn't like hurt it either, especially because you get this like if you like it, you like it. If not, you can turn the album off. So I feel yeah, I feel like it doesn't even qualify as like I mean you could just yeah, it's turn up. It's like less than a minute and you just turn it off. Uh silly, fun, whatever. Uh but yeah, this just felt like exactly what should have been happened. Not should have been happened, but it felt like they were definitely building up to this. Uh, it, and it also feels like at some point someone had a conversation with John or they're like, Hey, let's just not tell John about these like four instrumental songs or like <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we cut out that whole section where he was just singing and just that part's instrumental now. And then he'll come back later. It's like they neutered him so brutally from the last album. And I love it. I love it so much, but it's like, it yeah. seems it's almost like intentional. Like, hold on, let's just, just really reel it in, buddy. Let's reel it in. It's interesting because it's still like Chris Gross producing. Like nothing has changed except the bass player. So very and, and the yeah, and the songs have gotten a lot longer too. Like, I mean, like across yeah, the board. Like, yeah, I mean, and technically, you know, it's only three songs, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, I suppose. it's it's very it's very interesting. Yeah, like Demon Cleaners, like the big song off here, and it's like buried at the end of the second section so uh pretty mm. pretty funny that if people bought it to hear demon cleaner yeah. it was like what a fucking spit in the face to all <laughs> the people who paid money but the thing is what really really uh annoying fans who paid money the the annoying fans are the ones who like one song and then fucking shit on everything else those are the worst people i don't like yeah. those people. so in that sense it's very funny uh it would be very hard to measure that kind of thing though. Uh, but yeah, good ass album. It's obviously getting better and better and better. Um, I hate at this point anyway, I hated John the least than I ever have, or like less than I ever have. So like, okay, I can, I can come out of this. Okay. And I'll come out not bitter about this guy's voice. I can, I can do it. Uh, yeah. This, uh, it's just fun to laugh at his voice. Yeah. Uh, aside from that though, it's, I mean, just the band in general is a little too jammy for my taste, but if you can get over that, there is, there is some good shit to be had, but we got one left, one left. One left. That's uh, very obvious for regular listeners. What's going to (laughs) happen. Hell yes. And I'm glad because it's been a while, but this is 1995's and the circus leaves town. So they have a different uh, drummer now, Mm. Alfredo Hernandez, and uh, oh man, what a great. They're just queens now. They're heavier queens now. Yeah. And now they're back to (laughs) Kais. Also, like, 
because the songs on the previous album were so long, it's like, by the time this ends, you're like, wait, what? Like, you could have kept going. Yeah. Better yeah. too short for a song like Always this. better too short. And he, he, John is still doing ridiculous shit, but it's not bothering me so much. I don't know if it's just the <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome or something, but it's all right. It's all right. But this, I guess the song just reeks so much of, of Hami that it, it's kind of like hard to even pay attention to anything else. He is, I would say, just looking at the credits, like 80% of this album. Yeah. That's a that's that's a substantial percentage. All right, Alex, what do we think? Best personal favorite. Um, best personal favorite. Yeah. And then in recent, if you go on the Wikipedia, you see All Music and Rolling Stone were very lukewarm about this album, and like, oh, oh no, oh no, we must be wrong, Alex. <laughs> oh, Rolling Stone. Stone. They didn't I like it. It's almost like they're a bunch of fucking asshole hacks who have no taste. It's almost like that. I don't get but not it. quite because I'm sure I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know if any other outlets covered it, but I'm just like, how how can you be lukewarm about this album? I think almost every song is killer. Mm. Like Hurricane's a great opener, and then Wunchman yep. is like one of my favorite bass lines. It's so it's like a guitar bass line. It's just... Dude, that fucking solo at the end is also super Queensy too. And this is like where we start hearing what we know of as the Josh Tommy style, except yes. it's just way heavier and way sludgier. And it's like, that's really satisfying. It's like really satisfying. It is. Also, that song, One Inch Man, is like proto feel-good hit of the summer because it's kind of like the same, like... It has the same idea of like the playing the guitar like a percussion thing or like like uh what are those things you send sos's out on um, oh a telegraph yeah it's like okay right 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 yeah like um very like like you said very josh homie mm-hmm. uh i think uh i mean it starts out so fucking strong uh because like the old Boozeroonie, which is like, man, like the, the that's how you know it's Hami because it's all stupid and the, the names are all silly and stupid. <laughs> but it's like, it's fun. That song fucking rules. And it's like, all right, I'm already like, just because of those first three songs, like I'm already on board. I already enjoying it way more than the, every other album. And then Gloria Lewis comes on and I fucking love that song so much. There, there's something about Gloria Lewis that feels real sleazy to me, which I, I'm using as a positive here. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's it interesting is, because I think blues is like their sleaziest album, but like Gloria Lewis, it's like, it's up there in terms of sleaze. It, it is. When I was high, I was listening to that. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I like. <laughs> this is, this is, what, this is what should, it's just what I should be doing right now. This is absolutely, uh, you get some more, some more Sabbathness with a phototropic, but uh, I don't know. It's not for me. It's fine. It's like, I don't even think it really hurts the album being that uh, early in it. It's just not mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but here is where it became so un- impossible to avoid how little John is on this record. It's like, yeah, he's damn near not on it. <laughs> like, <they were laughs> shocker, that's my favorite. But like, he, it's weird. Like, and when he is on it, 
uh, he's mostly like softer or quieter, a little bit more subdued. It's like he's not doing what he's always been doing. More reined in. Way reined in. Um, El Rodeo, like... Mm -hmm. There's something about that guitar riff that reminds me of like a Whitney Houston song for some reason, but I can't think really? about it. It's just like, yeah, if you could play a little bit of it, like there's yeah. something like goofy about it. not like overtly goofy, but because you, you say <laughs> it's funny you said that because I, I was thinking like fucking bungle, <laughs> like <laughs> not like bungle, but like, you know, early bungle was like almost circusy. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. It's uh, but like it turns into this like hard hitting song. But like to it start does. off, it's this like good weird, weird, weird stuff. Intro. Dig it. Um, what else? Oh, jumbo blip, great instrumental. Uh oh, right, 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 right. Let me uh, double. Yeah, um, that one uh. But on first, yeah, this, I think of early Bungle when I hear this bass line with that. I guess that bass line, like, could be primacy, too. Primacy as well, yeah. That's very fucking cool. I forgot how rad this intro is. Yeah. Goddamn. That's really, uh, so, uh, the, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna end up just getting fucking... Uh, also, like staring, uh, like staring at nothing. Uh huh. Like, uh, Hernandez is so awesome that he could just like come in here and like they didn't like lose a step or anything because Brant was a uh, you know big part of the writing thing. So I think mm -hmm. it's really cool that, um, as important as he was to the band, that you know he someone else can come in and it's just like even better even better yeah. than before uh, um, i actually really like size queen which i'm one thing i'm surprised really surprised is that the song is actually made better by the vocals like that vocal hook <laughs> makes the song good i was like holy That's shit the one time. that and thumb i think are the only two times where john actually makes it better yeah uh, man that's kind of that's a mean thing to say about a guy who's literally on every album but uh I like the song. It's, fucking, it's just, I mean, and also the the cover of uh, Catamaran. Obviously, I've never oh, heard the dude. original. Dude, that's that's one of my favorite Kaya songs. Um, I didn't know it was a cover until now, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a cover of um one of the members. It's one of their previous bands. I forgot yeah, the name. Uh, yawning, yawning Man. But there we go. Um, yeah, that band actually didn't have any recorded material until like '05. So holy like, shit! So this started so, out as basically a Kaya song. Yeah, it's really like I love the chill parts of that song. I love the heavy parts of that song. It's just everything Caius does well. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel uh, you would never know it was a cover unless like someone told you. It fits right in. Also, yeah, it's from one of their like fellow desert desert rock bands yeah. and um I, it always feels odd keep going keep going keep going oh kind of sounds like a backhanded compliment but um it it almost could have been any band from the desert but it was it was Caius so like they were the the lucky ones mhm mm 
It's interesting. Uh, I always feel like kind of it's always, it's always odd like thinking of a uh, when people cover when bands cover like friends bands or like like another mm-hmm. band that was like wasn't the same but it's like so closely associated like even though leech from the melvins is a green river song it's still like it's hard to think of it as a green river song just because it's so melvinsy yeah and it's not like it's it's not like green river did that much afterward obviously uh i mean that's kind of how i look at this song on here yeah for sure like i said that band didn't have any recorded material so I don't know. Maybe it was a way like, oh, we'll cover your song and then you'll get some royalties. And mm. maybe, um, but yeah, I did. It's it's a Kaya song. It's it's fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta have a little little discussion about spaceship landing. Of course, of course, of course. Anytime you throw a massive song, we have to have a whole little chat. Yes, it's cool. I think I think it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's I, long. It's long. I really. I really dig it. Um, if you look it up on the internet, it says it's 34 minutes. It is not 34 minutes. I, that, technically. Yeah. Tec- but the track is 34. It's not. It's 11 in some change. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was just a thing bands did with CDs. So you can fit like 80 minutes on here. Let's put all this hidden stuff in there. But the song is just what a what a like appropriate song for the band to go out on it's super appropriate because those those uh the vocal production is you're gonna hear the the same the the fucking word of the day queensy where yes it's it's nothing it's like it's almost like john had no say in what to sing there because it sounds nothing like anything he's ever done (laughs) uh it's there's a ton of different harmonies it's really 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 subdued and reined in sounds great uh but yeah, I mean, it just goes on in jams after a long time, and you know, it's, it's if you're into that by now, you should know. Like, yeah, that's that's what they do, and it doesn't sound any worse for it. I can do without a few minutes of that jamming, honestly. But uh, <laughs> also, the t- technically the last 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 track is day one. Uh, it's like in the last few minutes of the you know thirty four minutes of silence or whatever, and that is pretty badass as well. I fucked up. And I listened to the vinyl version, and I don't think that was. So day one was the song they wrote for uh, day for Dave Grohl and Chris. Oh no, so yeah. Like after for that, yeah, after Cobain's death, uh, I think it, yeah. There's no drums. It's like a little on the. It's on the mellower side. It's very melodic. It's very pretty. It's very cool. I like it. I go. I am going to seek it out because I've probably yeah. been shortchanging myself. There's also one other secret track in the silence and it's like a goof i forgot it's like a, okay. you know a few seconds long it's like a goof but that one is at the very very end yeah um, i thought it would just be goofy stuff so that's why i was like i think my mm-hmm. vinyl version will be fine i should have done my homework but um yeah they they would break up after this yep yep but uh like in the same year and then um it's so weird how they've like always like flirted with like these half half reunion things like mm-hmm. in 97 like Hami Brandt and Oliver recorded three songs for his you know Mondo Generator band and 05 Garcia would join Queens of the Stone Age to do three Kaya songs as part of their encore which, like, uh, like, was it just one show or was it like a string of them one show at the 
Weltern. I was supposed to go to that show really? actually, and I'm fucking really. I, I didn't go. Um, Interesting. Oh, dude, dude, I, I have to say it now before I forget. Oh, yeah, you said the Wiltern. You said yeah. the Wiltern, and you said Queens of the Stone Age, and a buddy of ours before the fucking Pandy Wandy hit worked at the Wiltern. Uh, one of his coworkers worked. I don't know if it was that show exactly, but it was Queens at the Wiltern, and. Boy, I hope this doesn't get back to me. Uh, I don't know the full story. All I know is I'm going to throw out some key words here and y'all put it together in yourselves, all right? So, employee is told to go check on Josh in his, in his green room. He goes <laughs> to do so. The door is open a crack. He looks in the crack, sees Josh Homme, Donald ducking. He turns around. They make eye contact. End of story. <laughs> now... I don't know what happened, <laughs> but that's sure. all I know that that did happen, which is fucking hilarious. But go on. Sorry. Josh is a monster of a man. That'd be fucking. I'm not Big telling boy. that dude anything. You could have he my kicks, soul, please. He kicks women in the face for no reason. He's scary. Um, hold on. Hold on. It was really funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's plenty of reason, Alex. <laughs> Pretty random thing he did. But um, that's right. It was a photographer, right? Yeah, I, I think I think he was trying to kick the camera out of her hand, and he fucking got Just her in the face. In instead of side, um, I think he was trying to kick the camera. I don't think he was trying to kick someone in the face, Alex. I don't think he wants to get arrested. I think he was trying. To, I think like all logic points to trying to kick the camera out of her hand because she was annoying him, or he was trying to be funny, or dick. Uh, I think he knows he would get arrested for kicking someone in the face intentionally, and there's That's cameras kind of everywhere. Amazing. He didn't. Yeah. But, um, a lot of people yeah, get away with that shit. Dr. Dre. <laughs> D Barnes. Um, D Barnes. It's, it's really interesting how, like, of course, all these dudes would be down to do a reunion, but Hami is like, fuck that. Like, there's no reason for him to. But um, I, the thing is, I read some, I was reading, yeah, keep going, keep going. You probably read the same stuff. Yeah. So they did this thing called Caius Lives with Garcia Oliveira and and brant bjork um right but then like homie and readers sued them right and right. the judge's verdict was like technically it's okay but you guys should change your name to avoid legal legal well, issues they, they they i think that the judge said like they they ruled in favor of of homie and uh and scott so they're like uh the, the, the stipulation i believe was you can have the name, but Lives has to be the same size as Caius and it has to be next to it in on all, you yeah. know, all promotion. So there's no confusing it. There's no and then then the judge said, but you know, if you honestly, in my opinion, I, you should just change it because this is yeah. gonna you're gonna you're gonna be back here even with that, even though this is the rule. Yeah. So they did do that and uh release one album called uh Vistichino, which will probably end up doing for like a loose ends thing this that's because right. technically it's it, a different band um yeah that's yeah, the name of the band right yeah, yeah yeah but it's you know the dudes and caius minus homie but yeah. then uh interesting development and i think it's just the quarantine talking homie said he would be would be down to he did yeah and what i think is here's the thing like people Look at how many is this fucking big old douchebag. And I'm not saying he's not a douchebag. I don't know. But like the more I read about his responses to these, to these things, honestly, it strikes me as this dude is just an artist who doesn't like people fucking with his shit. 
Oh, like for it, sure. It all comes, it all comes back to like, you can t- interpret that as being an asshole if you want, but like, it really is. Cause what, it, what I read before was he didn't want to do a reunion because he was like, it's a perfect end of the band. Like it, we did four great albums. Like we all moved on. It was a perfect punctuation, as he said. And then mm-hmm. they reunited. And he's like, you fucked up the punctuation. Now the only way to make it good again is if I rejoin you and then we end it again. It's like, yeah. quit ruining my legacy that I'm creating, <laughs> you fucking assholes. Like, I get it. I get where he's coming from. It's not a very team player kind of attitude, but it's like he clearly cares more about the legacy and the art of it more than like anything else. Anything else. For sure. Also, it's uh, it's a little easier to say that thing when you're uh, way may have made way more money than way, everybody else. Way, way more money than everybody else. <laughs> They're all starving and on crack, and he's like, "Hey, what's the fucking problem? I don't want it. It's the legacy, guys. It's the legacy." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he has no fucking pants on. <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, if they did do it, I'd fucking. You know, I'll be there. Yamo be there. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. uh kind of you know, and then you know, Queens of the Stone Age happened, fucking Nick still does Mondo Generator shit. Um mm-hmm. Brand Bjork, very lengthy solo albums, contributor to like Desert Metal, Scott Reader, you know. For music nerds, people know that guy has a good body of work. Not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the most, uh, what am I looking for? Not the flashiest, but very solid right, right. body of work. Mm-hmm. And John Garcia is John Garcia. John Garcia is, boy, is he persistent, huh? He fucking, he, he gives it all, he gives it his all. God damn. We don't like him, but plenty of people. It's, does he really have that many defenders? I'm I know. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. It's so weird. I remember he he started this band, Unda or something, and they were like on one of the Tony Hawk games, mm-hmm. and then like they've only done like a handful of stuff. I'm like, why didn't like I don't know why didn't you keep doing that? It's just weird, dude. Weird, dude. Ah, eh, oh well, but uh. That brings us to the end. That was a fucking thorough, thorough look at this band. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good band. Good band. Interesting band. Helpful for music. Even if we do dislike the guy singing on most of the songs. But Definitely. I think I was not on board with the slower heavy metal stuff. And I think this helped get this band definitely helped get me on board with it. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Recap, Alex. Uh, worse. What least, do we got? Worse. Least favorite. Wretch. Uh, yeah, I think even if you're a big Caius fan, there's like maybe two or three songs there. And then best personal favorite and the circus leaves town going out in their prime. Going out in their prime. And it is the uh, same picks for me. Oh boy, good stuff. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. This has been a delight, delight, delight. Uh, looking at the schedule uh, in front of me right now, uh, it's going to be a minute before I'm comfortable again. Like, like I don't know. Like, uh, this was like a comfort, uh, an Alex comfort episode. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to drop like a comfort episode, episode, fucking like in, uh, pretty soon at some point. Yeah, but, you run this shit. 
<laughs> fuck. Uh, but if you want to help us out, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever. Leave comments, thumbs up, share, do all the things, all the things that would help. Uh, you can also subscribe and rate, review, and all those things on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get podcasts pretty much. Uh, follow me on Instagram for clips of the show, clips of my Twitch channel, and clips of me playing music, original music, uh, at Pander Monkey. And you can follow Alex at Mother Puncture. We got, as usual, a Spotify playlist on Caius. You can find a link in the description. I should put, I should plug that at the beginning of the episode too. I'm, I'm trying to rethink this whole plug situation. That's necessary. We got to do the, the fucking playlist at the beginning. Yeah, trying to find a nice, nice uh, flow to the episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So playlists along with every other uh, playlist associated with every episode. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. Uh, you can find links of, to merch there, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash every album ever for bonus episodes, early access to a bunch of different episodes, discounts off merch. Uh, and like I said before, if you want to jump the line when requesting an artist for us, because uh, you don't, in case you don't want to wait, because uh, yeah, it's, pr- it's a pretty massive list and we can literally do one at a time, one per week. <laughs> so uh, do that if you would like or not, if you would not like. Uh, so that's about it. Now, what will we be listening to? I gotta go. I've, I'm probably gonna book sh- Catam- Catamaran. Catamaran. Hell yeah, from And the Circus Leaves Town. Sounds good. Well, I think that's about it. All right. Thank you all so much for listening, everybody. See ya. Oh